What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 127. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. And I also love to bring on guests to talk about overall wellness topics, as well as vegan entrepreneurship, because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also, don't forget to come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at brownvegan over there. So yes, hope you're having a good day. Thank you so much for all of the feedback for episode 126 when I did that solo episode about podcasting. I'm so glad I was able to answer a lot of your questions. I just really, really, really appreciate the feedback because like I said, it's outside of my comfort zone to do (laughs) solo episodes. So I just really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and letting me know that you enjoyed it. So today on the show, we're talking business and we're talking the business of blogging with Jessica in the kitchen. She has been a food blogger for, I think she said about 10 years at this point. So we're just going to go behind the scenes with her business as far as her creating vegan recipes, blogging, her whole workflow, SEO, finding the work-life balance, which I know could be a struggle, especially when you're trying to build a business, her working on hiring a team of people to help her get things going. And also how she's able to use blogging to make money, to make a living, to hire people, to build something amazing. So all of that behind the scenes, which I really love talking about. You guys know that. So in this episode, that's what we're going to do. Make sure that you go follow Jessica on Instagram. Her Instagram is Jessica in the kitchen. And also be sure to check out all the show notes for this episode. Everything we mentioned will be found at brownvegan.com under episode 127. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. I was vegetarian for several years since 2014. And then what actually happened was that my husband was like, hey, he wants to try a vegetarian month. And I was very excited about that. And I was like, okay, of course he did the month and he was like a big meat eater. And after that, he said he wanted to go vegan immediately. And I was like, wait, if I can be vegetarian for years and he's just done it for one month and wants to go vegan, I can go vegan as well, you know? And I had been toying with the idea for years. So even if you look on my blog, like you kind of see where I started to do a lot more vegan recipes, even while I was vegetarian. And it was mainly because I felt like I was eating way too much dairy. And of course, you know, the ethical side came up and I became aware of, you know, just like the dairy industry in general. So yeah, it was definitely a health reason 
kind of the same health reason that I went vegetarian and also a good push for my husband as well. So it was a good push for him. You know what? Because I know when we talked about it before, you told me that you have only been vegan since like 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was shocked because, of course, I've been following you for years. And I thought you were vegan the whole time because of all of it. (laughs) I know. That's what everyone (laughs) says. But I feel like I had wanted to do it for a while. And, you know, they're just always that pull back, pull back. And then... After just one month of being vegetarian, he was like, okay, I'm going to go vegan now. I was like, wait, I don't have an, you know, when you're like, I don't, what's this excuse I have in my head? It doesn't really exist kind of thing. So yeah, that, and I don't even think he meant to push me, but that definitely pushed me. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) What was some of the things that, cause I think this is like, it's valid what you're saying as far as like, you're kind of being hesitant about making that decision. So do you remember like some of the things that kind of held you back? Yeah, I think for a long time, it was kind of just like, you know, like, I guess society would be the answer. Like, am I going to fit in? Am I going to stand out too much? Is it going to be difficult to eat out? You know, am I going to have enough options? I mean, that was then. There is no way that that's even a thing now. Like, (laughs) there are so many vegan options now. And yeah, all of that kind of just dissolved kind of the second I said yes. I kind of realized that a lot of my main staples were already vegan. Found out about, you know, more vegan, like quote unquote meats, vegan cheeses and stuff like that. Got way more into like filling out my salads. So all of the fears that I had kind of dissolved immediately. No one outcasted me or anything like that. In fact, we normally have like a friends must. Didn't get to date last year, but just like a gathering of like our closest friends. And, you know, it's normally right after Christmas. And usually for a couple of years, my husband and I were the only ones carrying vegetarian options, maybe a friend or two. And the last one, half the table was vegan. Like our friends said, we want to make sure that you can have stuff. You guys have influenced us, you know, there's vegan chili and vegan sandwiches. One of my friends made my cauliflower wings recipe and brought it. And just like a ton of options. And I remember I was like teary-eyed. I was like, oh my gosh. So all like I said, all of the fairs that I'd had like really just dissipated and like gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. it. Because it, like you said, it's just gotten so much easier because over the years, I feel like there's so many more options. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. More people kind of doing it too. So it does kind of yeah. take some of that away. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. I love it. So when it comes to like some of the meals that you really enjoy, I mean, <laughs> you have a million in <laughs> two <laughs> recipes on your website. And as I know, that's like the main source for you. But what are some of your favorite dishes? Like, what do you see yourself going back to over and over again when it's time to cook? Well, man, the chickpea curry is definitely the recipe we make the most. It's usually my husband that makes that one. That's his favorite recipe on the blog, full stop. But I just had that yesterday and the day before that. Okay, I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big one. I love the chickpea tuna as well. I had that for dinner last night. He made it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? Like a lot of breakfast items, the tofu scramble. I make that for breakfast a lot. I really like that one, especially since you can have it by itself. Potatoes, like a vegan sausage in a wrap or something like that mac and cheese for sure like every single special occasion i make the baked mac and cheese man i feel like i make so many recipes like over and over again but i had to choose like the top ones and probably the dutch oven bread that one sour tofu yeah yeah so those would definitely be the ones that i make the most often 
So do you feel like, okay, because you do so much recipe testing for your website and just for, you know, working with brands and things like that, that when you make a recipe that you don't, because you (laughs) made it so many times that you don't go back and want to cook it afterwards? Because I know I used to be, that used to be the case for me that I would test the recipe so much. I'd be like, I hope I'd never see this again for like six months. (laughs) You you know how that's ever experienced? You know, that was me with the chickpea curry for a while. I was just like, I don't want any chickpea curry right now. But it definitely, I feel like maybe I let a couple months pass and like my husband would make it and I just wouldn't have it. So I was just like, I love this recipe, but I can't see it again right now. But that, like you said, that time passed. So now I have it all the time. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying with that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's been the main reason I wanted you on the show is, of course, to share your journey, but also to talk about like recipe development and planning content and blogging and social media, just everything. Because I just love. Girl, I love that shit. Like, I just love talking about <laughs> all of this stuff. And I know that it helps other people who are also, you know, on social media and they're trying to figure out how to build their brand and business. And so let's talk about, let's start with the recipe development. Like, what does right. that look like for you? How do you decide what some of your content is going to look like when it comes to putting recipes together? Yeah. So I think my process has changed a lot over the years. And now there's a healthy mix between, well, everything I put on the blog, I eat and want to eat. But it's a healthy mix between this is like something a reader suggested or this is something I know is, oh my gosh, you guys are going to love this. And like a mix of, you know, based on the time of the year, I feel like this is going to do well as well. It's going to reach most people. So that's definitely like the starting point, just like the writing down of names based on, okay, timing, SEO. Did somebody really ask this? Like I'll ask my audience a lot, what do you want to see in this month? You know, so I start with that, that long list and then narrow it down from there. And then from there I say, do I have anything similar to this? You know, so like, okay, like take the sweet and sour tofu, for example. I made tofu a million times. (laughs) So, okay, I know I have the method of pressing it down pat, the method of marinating it. Maybe I can pull from a different recipe I've done. In terms of like the marinating it, switch it up so it has more like Asian ingredients in there. And then like the sauce, I it's actually one of the very first recipes I made before I was vegan. And I was like, okay, how can I change the sauce to have less sugar? Still delicious. We had a lot of sugar, like it's crazy. Retest the sauce a couple of times, you know, and that's one of the easier ones because that's already based on something. But I'm bringing it up because... A lot of my recipes are based on other recipes on my site because one, I want to make sure I'm giving recipes that I already know people love, but two, it's an easier process. And then if it's something like the Dutch oven bread, where it's like, okay, I don't have a bread recipe like this up. All right. Let's kind of start from scratch, you know, and I, it sounds weird, but it's just true. I have a process now where I literally just write out like a recipe. And I think because I've been doing it so long. I can almost try and guess quantities and that kind of stuff. And then I just go from there. So like, I'll literally say, okay, what do I think should be in this recipe? I always try and look at like, almost like a Wikipedia or a source thing. So I'm not necessarily looking at another recipe because I don't want to be influenced by it. But like, what is supposed to be in this dish? You know, especially if something that I'm trying to like, honor the tradition of the dish or something like that. And then I kind of just go from there, tweak it say, okay, this didn't rise as much. Let me try this. Or this rose too long or something like that. And depending on the recipe, it just takes, you know, its own course. And yeah, after that, the testing can be anywhere from 
you can get it right the first time and you try it several times after that to make sure all right yeah. it's gonna work and some stuff take weeks like i came up with a vegan bottle which literally took six weeks to do oh my gosh i remember and, this bottle yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i had like i did a couple cakes last year because i really want my site to be a lot more vegan basics you know like I have turned vegan. I've always loved this. What's a vegan version of this? So I was doing a lot of cakes last year. And my gosh, I just didn't want cake for a while. Like I had so much cakes in the house. But even like that, it's like, okay, how do I base this on maybe an older recipe I've done? Recipes from before was vegan. How do I veganize it? All right, don't have eggs. How do I use this instead kind of thing? So it's kind of a back and forth. And some things are easier than others. And yeah, it just, it works out in the end. You know, if it doesn't, it just doesn't want to say it, basically. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So so how often are you at this point putting out recipes? Is it weekly for you? What does that look like? Yeah. So last year I was doing three a week, which... Girl, what? But I'm trying to do... I know. I I honestly don't know, like... And I did wait, that wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. I had no idea you were doing three. Were you burnt out? Oh my god! By the end of 2020, all the time. <laughs> so, like, even I don't know. We're shooting this in the middle of January. I've only come up with two new ones for the year so far. One last week, one this week, and I'm trying to do two a week from now on, not three. I think the three was, and it wasn't necessarily a recipe every single time. Maybe it was like a roundup or something, but. Even that, I'm trying to like focus on making sure all of the recipes on the site are like up to my, I guess, 2021 standard rather than just, you know, constantly spitting out new content. So trying to slow down on that right now and then focus on like, let me go back through the whole site, make sure everything is something, you know, because, you know, it changes, your taste changes, your skill changes, you know what I mean? Something that maybe you thought was incredible six years ago because i've been blogging for this year would be 11 years wow and not only are you doing it but you're doing it full time like this is your yeah. job That's like such yeah, a blessing. yeah. <laughs> so yeah so um, i agree with that like going back like for yeah. me because i started my website i guess it's been what eight years ago i started it yeah. wait you know what? It might have been more like ten too. Now think about oh, it. Nice. Huh. <laughs> no, but I'm no, but I'm not like you. I'm not. My website does not look like yours. Okay, but you, you make a very good point because I was thinking about this the other day, like how I need to go back and try a lot of those old recipes and then update them and then make YouTube videos on them and things yeah, like that because uh, yes. everything has changed so much since then as far as like the quality of ingredients that are out there now. And not only that, but like you said, our taste buds, our taste buds oh, yeah. have evolved since then. I, yeah, that's a very good idea. Yeah, I think I clearly love sugar way more than I knew back then because a lot of, <laughs> there are a lot of recipes where I've had to adjust like like really old ones, salt quantities and sugar quantities. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? But I also think even the recipe development process in general has been so refined because I feel like when we first started blogging, it was like, yes, this is the recipe, but it's also, you know, this kind of salt or whatever. And you kind of realize, okay, I'm not using kosher salt anymore i'm not using sea salt and stuff like that so really like you said just going back and saying what has changed since then there was a whole period even where i was very into like you know liquid aminos and coconut sugar and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that i really want my recipes to be as accessible as possible now and so i'm kind of going back in and giving alternatives you know i don't want someone to feel like 
if you don't have coconut sugar, you can't be vegan, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, doing that as well, basically. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Cause I remember when I first went vegan and I would look at, I mean, things were so much different than they're oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. back then. But I remember when I first went vegan, I was just like, how, how are people able to do this? Because right. everything felt so rigid and expensive. Right. Because, like you said, I would go get something like, maybe I would buy some tahini and tahini is amazing, but outside of hummus and a couple of other things, how often will I be using that? I'm paying like what, 10, $15 for it. So that that's a very, very good point of just keeping it as accessible as possible for people so that they can see that, okay, this is something I can do. And I can, like you said, have alternatives. Yeah. When did you go vegan, by the way? Oh, 2010 girl. Yeah. It was back when we had only one vegan brand of cheese. And that oh, shit was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> cardboard. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. imagine. I know, right? But I'm, even though you went vegan in 2018, you had so much experience because at one point you were a vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, since 2014, I was a vegetarian. Yeah, right. And since yeah. you did a lot of vegetarian and vegan, so yeah, like, yeah, like why you just knew so much. And then I'm sure, of course, you already being someone who cooks a lot, it just helped you feel more comfortable with trying new in- ingredients and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And like you were saying, I remember somewhere around turning vegetarian, I tried vegan cheese. I was like, oh, this is awful. That was then, you know, like. I feel like one thing I'm trying to do even now is to show people you cannot use a version of veganism how many years ago to define now. So much has changed. Like you said, you know, you'll be making something and people are like, wait, what? What do you mean? This doesn't have meat. Or even if there's no quote unquote meat substitute, this just tastes incredible by itself. So like just trying to establish that with people, so much has changed. You don't have to, you know, take this old narrative that you have and keep applying it to 2021. Oh, I love that. That is so true. And not only that, but like, also, I just always feel like if people try something, for instance, when we talk about the cheese, because that's always yeah. a big people. <laughs> if they try it one time, they shouldn't be completely against vegan cheese because that brand wasn't good. You know, right. there's so many other brands out there. And not only that, but I feel like the way I look at it, too, is, is a new experience. So yes. when you go into it, if it tastes just exactly like what we we are all used to eating you know, what we grew up eating, then everybody would already be doing it. So, you know, it has to be a new experience. You have to look at it like that. Right. I'm not right, saying right. you do nasty food, but you know what I mean? Like, it's right. not no, I get you. I get you. Exactly like that. So I think that's a hang up for so many people. And I get it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not coming from a place of judgment because I get it. <laughs> well, you're right, though, because even when you think about it, like, and I feel sometimes the standard that people expect from every single vegan product is a little ridiculous, you know, like this, if I, if on my very first try, like you said, this doesn't taste exactly what I know, I'm never going to do it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. just like with non-vegan products, maybe there's something that you're like, oh, I don't like it. It doesn't mean you'll, like if you have a slice of cake and you don't like it, you know, it's not that you'll never have cake again. You'll try a different bakery or something like that, you know? So I agree. Even just like opening up your mind to maybe let me try a different brand, you know? would definitely be a good starting point as well. Mm-hmm. It's Monique hopping in to thank Organifi for sponsoring this episode of the show. So Organifi is a full line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients. They truly do take pride and care in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market without compromising quality. 
One of the products that I really enjoy, I've told you guys about them before, is Organifi Gold. It's a part of my routine at this point. After I finish recording this, I'm going to get ready for my nighttime routine. It's almost 10 o'clock. And I love to sip on Organifi Gold with my almond milk, have it hot. It's just a great way for me to relax at night. It includes nine superfoods that are designed for rest and relaxation. It's just a natural way for me to prepare for bed and to get a good night's sleep, which is super important to me. But of course, that's not all, though, because Organifi, like I mentioned, has a full line of everything that you need for your lifestyle. If you're someone who is looking to improve your gut health, you should consider Organifi Pure or even Organifi Green is a great way to energize your mornings when you wake up. All of the products are so convenient, too. You don't have to worry about chopping anything. You don't have to worry about blending anything. It's all ready for you right there. So as a listener of the podcast, all you have to do is go to Organifi.com slash brownvegan and use the discount code brownvegan to save 15% off of any product on the website. Once again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash brownvegan. Shout out again to Organifi for sponsoring this episode of the show. So I want to know a behind the scenes, Jessica, as far as like planning your content and actually going from conception to putting it on your website. I'm sure I feel like you probably at this point, because you were doing three recipes a week last year, that you probably have it like a well-oiled machine. So like, what is that like, you know, your process look like as far as getting the content out there? The reason I want to know this is because I feel like I, I love the idea of blogging, but mm-hmm. I don't want to write those stories about, so I went to go pick some flowers and (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like people, you know how, I don't know if it's still like this, but I know there was a a time in blogging that you had a story that kind of goes along with the recipe. And a lot of times these stories, they have nothing to do with the damn recipe. They would just write novels and then, oh, by the way, here's the recipe at the bottom of it. You know what I mean? All these beautiful pictures. So Is it still like that? Because I know you're really in that space. Is it, do you still feel like you have to write those stories or do you just no, kind of get not at all. And I think we've, we've all seen the posts and I roll my eyes <laughs> every time because I genuinely, I don't remember the last time I have seen like a new post with it, but I think back then it was like, it literally was a blog, a journal, you know what I mean? So there was no context as to what else to write. And then when all the Google requirements came in of, okay, your post has to be at least 300 words. You're like, how do I write 300 words about a sandwich? <laughs> you know, it felt like it did really feel like an essay requirement each time. So I think a lot of people said, okay, how do I link this back to me? And when you have your readers saying, I want to learn more about you as well, and you get positive feedback on it. I think that's what kind of created the culture of, let me write, you know, a story to go along with it. But I know it's like nowadays, even just general like Google and their eat requirements and everything, they suggest making this post as useful as possible, you know? So we're even going back through and deleting. And it's hard because if you feel like that was your your own journaling thing, but you also know you can just buy a journal and journal in that (laughs) instead. But like going through, deleting a lot of like the verbiage that was there before and completely updating it to like maybe a one or two sentence at the beginning saying, you know, for example, vegan brownies. These are my favorite vegan brownies. I make them for my brother every year around his birthday or something like that. And it's always highly requested. So, you know, your family's going to love it too. And then you go like right into notes on the ingredients and, you know, tips and that kind of stuff. So I know that a lot of people, I know we're doing it. We're rewriting a lot of the old posts as well to reflect Mm -hmm. that so that 
it's far more helpful. And I'm grateful for even just knowing that, you know, because it's made the writing process a lot easier because you kind of know, okay, this is what people are looking for, what this is also what Google is looking for. But yeah, I definitely know like at one point in time, that was it. But I, I do think the joke has gone on annoyingly long because I don't know anyone that still does it. I feel like one person said it one day and then everyone just kept saying it. Because we all, we, we can relate to it. That's why we've all been there and we see the recipe and we're like, could you get to the recipe? Like why is this a thousand words? It has nothing to do with this food. No, <laughs> so I, that's yeah. why the joke went on. But I think because you're in that space and that's like, that is your like bread and butter as far as your yeah, business. Yeah, don't talk about my bread. Don't, I mean, don't, don't talk about my industry. It's like, don't talk exactly. about my industry. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I just think it's for like anyone who, like he said, has seen that to kind of just remember that that is what it was before. You know, that is what people are looking for. So, and the process of rewriting, that takes so much time. But I know you're asking mm-hmm. even about like the content, like how it gets there. It definitely, like I said, starts with recipe development. And after that, the photography which of course is a styling as well. Is there a video we're going to be doing for this? Even just writing out the concept for the blog post as well. What's the approach we're going to take for this? What time period is it around? Like, am I writing this in regards to this being, like I came up with a smoothie today in regards to this being a smoothie around January or is it more a winter smoothie or is it like a summer smoothie? How do I share the best tips? And like I said, I really do like that. That's the format that we're aiming for because it also challenges me to write it in the best way for someone who maybe they don't even know what a smoothie is, you know, and they have no idea what are the best ways to do it, to kind of just write it in that way. And then after that, we put in the recipe, make sure that's properly written and everything, make sure that we're meeting the post is as SEO friendly as possible. So like we use a plugin Yoast that helps us with that. And then testing it in the Google rich results um, test afterwards, make sure we have all like the relevant aspects of the recipe in. And that whole process takes a long time. I feel like I used to say 10 hours was definitely more than that because of the, you know, it's kind of like a never ending process because even like, the green smoothie today I already wrote that years ago you know so I got the photos updated the post completely rewritten and even that process of it being an older recipe took I'd say at least eight hours in general just to like mm-hmm. even conceptualize put together rewrite and all of that so it does take a lot of time and I think it takes a lot of time as well because we want it to be the best possible version you know and then after that of course is a promotion process on social the re-promotion process which I think is far more important than even putting out new content because if you have something on your site that no one sees, because it's very easy for it to slip, you know, you have like 10 emails that day, maybe that someone in your email doesn't read it that day. Okay, how yeah. do I re-promote this in like a newsletter a week late, uh, later or like the monthly newsletter or like on social or something like that? So that is a whole process in and of itself. And then like linking it back in other posts and link juice and all of that. <laughs> so it's all, yeah, like you're saying, it's a long process. Yeah. It is. And so last year when you were doing the three recipes, you went through this same workflow for all of the recipes. Thank you. But honestly, <laughs> I, I do feel like I can do way better this year by doing less, you know, because I feel like instead of trying to divide that up amongst all of these posts, it's like, okay, 
if I'm narrowing it down to two and one of the two coming forward, sometimes both of them are old posts that have been redone, you know, how can I put far more energy into that? So I, I mean, I think I just did it for so long that it just became a routine, but I don't know if it was the best routine, you know what I mean? Because like you had brought up burnout, like routinely always you know so (laughs) people that are helping you at this point right you have some assistant you know somebody helping you with something in the background right please tell me no yeah definitely I'm still kind of I guess in the general onboarding process of still trying to find somebody who can help me with like the writing of the posts for example Because I do know that a big goal for me is to focus way more on the creative. There's so much more I want to do, like video wise or Instagram wise, you know, and it really does feel like I'm trying to stretch myself. But it's just like you said, finding the right help. So I do have an assistant who I love, (laughs) who is helping with a lot, for example, organizing like my emails, helping with some of the different social media platforms. So like I have Pinterest to somebody else as well. And she, we're we're just getting started with her helping me with IG, which is helping a lot, which is hard because IG is my favorite platform, but I think it's kind of gotten to a point where I don't think I can do it by myself anymore. So I'm Mm -hmm. welcoming her help and she's really good at it as well. And uh, other stuff, of course, I can't remember everything right now. You know, you're trying to remember and you're just like, but like even stuff like my husband, he does Facebook and he helps with me trying to like come up with content for the month, pretty much double checking everything. The shoot process is that we do, like he sets up the production and stuff. So it's like a long list. And then I have a videographer now, which, oh my gosh, is mm. so helpful. I've been working with a couple of photographers as well, which again is a difficult area for me to do because I love photography, but I really just had to say to myself, these are people who are doing amazing like work as well you know and they're providing you with the quality that you love so I'm definitely getting help in those areas and it's making a big difference because I can definitely tell you that I've gotten far better sleep the last year than like before (laughs) that (laughs) yeah and whereas a photo shoot would take me hours and I still shoot a lot of content to be fair so especially like sponsored content I tend to do that but the help has been really helpful and I do know I want to start as much as possible outsourcing without necessarily like losing my voice in the business. But yeah, cause I still, I love posting, you know, stories on IG and everything, but it takes, and I don't think people realize how much time it takes, you know, just coming up even with content for one platform versus like all the others, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. help is definitely Absolutely. helping. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot. I'm just glad that you're to the point now that you are really, even though it seems like you want to have your hands into the whole process because you're used to doing it, but you're yeah. like, understanding that the for the bigger picture, for your, right. for your mental, that, that, yeah, the bigger picture for your mental health or everything yeah. is so much better to have somebody that can probably do it. And that's how I feel about me. Like if I could get somebody to help me and they do it faster and better, then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pay them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm up to that point now because yeah. I just, I, I value sleep very much. Sleep is incredible. Oh, yeah. oh my. <laughs> and like, I'm, it's so interesting. Like I'm going to sound ridiculous saying this, but like, so I turned 30 this year and hey. Like, I, I was just like, even just saying that out loud, I'm like, what? <laughs> but I feel like I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to keep doing the nonstop. I, I don't even think hustle is the right word, but just like the 
the no flow. Like I feel like I'm getting far more into just life stuff. Like I want to have hobbies that have nothing to do with this. You know, like we started to get way back more into tennis, for example. And I want to get back into my garden. I want to do things that it's not always linked back to just in the kitchen, you know? And I feel like the only way to do that is to make sure that it's being run by, you know, several people kind of thing. So like you said, still at the head, still like overseeing things. And of course, you know, creating and all of that, but not doing every single thing, not making this be the first thing I do when I wake up, the last thing I do before I go to sleep, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think... I know that that is the right direction, even as difficult as it can be, because, you know, like you say, you, you used to being in control of it. You know what I mean? And I think it's I'm I'm prepared, though, to let go and see these people that I trust and know will, like you say, guide the ship in the right direction and be OK. Yeah, yeah. it's worth it. Like I, I wasn't able to get consistent with this podcast until I actually handed over the editing. Right. I, I right. Would, yeah, girl, I would put out like one episode a month, once every other month, and then I would. What the? I was so afraid to do that though. I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I could do it. And then he is amazing, and I'm just like, oh, oh my god, that. yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm more creative. I'm having fun now. Because yeah. <laughs> then, like, then I put it over to him, and he gets it back to me in like an hour. I'm like, how the hell? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, wow. no, I get it. And I think, liberating. I, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I think a big thing that I've learned is that because I think at first I used to get scared saying I'm getting help, you know, because there's that feeling of, is it really you anymore? And all of that. And you realize, no, that is not, that does not exist. <laughs> you know, that is a fear in your head. No one is thinking that. And if there are, that's okay. Because like you said, you know, the big picture at the end of the day, but no, it's really like a point of pride. You know what I mean? And just saying, okay, I have and I found amazing people that care about my company, you know, that want to see it do its best. So I think I, I've just been trying to view it from that point of view, basically. So you know what we should talk about, too, because I know there's a lot of people that are probably listening and trying to figure out how exactly are you making money from blogging? So let's yeah. talk about the different streams of income. I think that's so important. I remember one time somebody told me that they didn't want to start a podcast because they couldn't figure out how they would make money from it. And so I feel like for the everyday person, it's just like this idea of like, huh? Like, how does that even work? So just talk about some of the streams of income when it comes to you and your your company. Yeah, sure. So the first one I'd probably start with is ad income. And like, remember when I was telling my parents about it and my dad came up with this nice analogy that it's kind of like a newspaper. You open it every day, you read articles in it, you see different ads in there. So that's really how it works. You go on my site and this is not me telling anyone to click on it. I'm just explaining the different things. But you can, if I get income from people viewing the ads, from people clicking the ads, as an example, and it ranges, you know, different time periods like quarter four, the Earnings are higher just simply because ad companies have more money from that, for example. But yeah, that's an all year thing. And the ad company I work with is Mediavine. So they're really good at like waterfall. And I remember back when I first started, you would have to waterfall your own ads. And that was not fun. <laughs> that was... What's that? So in order to make sure that there's always like a, and I'm probably poorly explaining this in order to make sure that there's always like an ad being viewed. Cause there were times where people come inside and they just don't see ads and it still happens. now. it's not all the time. There's full viewability, but you would literally have to be in Google AdSense, like literally stacking them on top of each other to make sure there's always a slot that someone is seeing an ad when they come on your site. Yes, it was not, it was not nice. <laughs> so happy to join 
Mediavine, and there are other ad networks before that that did it, but I really enjoyed being with them. But they sort that all out for you, basically. And then I also make income from sponsored posts, which I think would probably be the way that people associate income from ads from blogs the most. So I would work with a brand, brand that I love, I always use, and they say, hey, we want you to promote our product. And I would do that by using it in a recipe, for example, or maybe on IG, I am posing with it or something like that. And how that works is, you know, a contract. And I, of course, say if I'm being sponsored by them or not. And that is also a part of my income. And another way would be like products. So I have an ebook, but people can have an ebook. They can have a subscription service. They could have, you know, a product apart from like a physical food product, as an example, anything really, a course. There's also like affiliate links. So commissions, if you buy something that I recommend, then I may get like a small commission off of that, for example. And there's so many other ways now, you know, like I said, the products part kind of covers it. They have courses, you have video lessons, people have even like workshops tours, conferences, there's so many ways now that it's kind of like never ending, you know? And I like that you can decide I'm going to focus really hard on this, or you can decide I want it to be spread over multiple streams of income, which I think is like the best way, of course. But also knowing like, you know, this is kind of like my, what I call my paycheck. So even though it's freelance, kind of knowing that there's, this is a secure thing that no matter what I make an income from it. So for me, that would be like my ads or like long-term brand work. And I like that because security, <laughs> you know, very important. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think I'm leaving anything out. I think probably like just being like maybe paid as a speaker as well, that kind of stuff would be other ways of making income. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I know that I'm telling you, I get it all the time. People are like, exactly. How do you, right. what do you do? How do you do it? Like, okay. why would they pay you? Wait, what? <laughs> and I, think, I don't, I think people, you know, I actually was saying, I think we're doing a good job at doing our jobs. If all people see is fun, you know what I mean? Because that is what you are trying. We do actually love it, obviously. But mm-hmm. if it looks the way it looks, then that means we're doing it right. And that is why they're paying us because people do trust us. And of course we make ourselves trustworthy and yeah, it's, I think, I just think, I think that's a good thing, you know, that it's a little confusing to people because it's like, Oh, you're doing it. So, and it just looks like you're purely doing your passion. So how are you making money from it? Like, you know, I tell that as a compliment because that then means that, wow, I don't even know what I'm looking at kind of thing, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So I want to know, like, what are you looking forward to as far as for 2021 in your business and life? I know you said, of course, you're going to be, you know, continuing to delegate uh, some of your responsibilities so that you can actually have a personal life and some hobbies and some fun. Right. So what are you looking forward to? It could be any any part of your life. I was about to say one of them. and You just said it. I definitely think the delegating and I think I've just been afraid of doing it, but I do know that it is time to do it properly, you know? So that's definitely a big goal to say, okay, how can I focus far more on just creating, you know what I mean? And being able to have like a full CEO day, kind of getting back more to the overview of the business instead of being in it every single day. So I can focus on like the big picture as well. Definitely site-wise, 
going back in and saying, I want that you can land on any post on Just Skin Kitchen and you're getting up-to-date, fresh content that is helpful to you now. You know, so that's like the biggest site goal for us this year. I think we should be doing a rebranding this year as well, not blog or anything like the actual site, just to make sure it's more functional and, you know, any old code is gone and it's all very user-friendly and, you know, getting the most reach as possible. So I'd say those are probably my two biggest goals. Of course, those are, those are massive goals. So they have to be broken down into, you know, much smaller goals as well. But really just looking at the core of the site and I guess creating, you know, very vague, but kind of getting back to all of the reasons why I started, all the reasons why I love it the most and hopefully being able to focus on that a lot more. That is amazing, Jessica. And I feel uh, so in line with that, especially that last part about just getting back to what I used to love. I feel the same exact way. And I think 2020 just kind of just had us really reflecting on things. (laughs) So I think that's why we're both in that same space. So I love, I absolutely love that. I feel the same way. Yeah. So before we wrap up too, like share us some tips on like how to go vegan, like what suggestions do you have for new vegans? And then also tell us where you would like us to follow you. Of course, your website, all of that good stuff. I would say my number one tip, and we actually have a blog post. My husband wrote a blog post about when he first went vegetarian. And of course, he ends the post by saying he then went vegan immediately. But incredible tips, including go slow. I think a lot of people, understandably so, especially if you feel like this big urge to go vegan overnight, it's a very big temptation to like, I'm going to get rid of everything in my house, throw it all away. But I think go slow, make a plan so it's sustainable for you. You know what I mean? especially since this is a long lifetime goal that you're looking at. Lifetime, sorry, goal that you're looking at. And I would say start by veganizing your favorite meals first. You don't have to immediately start eating only smoothies and only quinoa and only kale bowls. And, you know, you don't have to do that. There are so many ways to go vegan. So I'd say if you have, you know, a favorite curry, how do I make that vegan? If you have a favorite this, how do I make that vegan? That way... Everything still feels very familiar to you. You're not feeling like completely out of your depth or anything like that. I think that's probably, to me, like the two safest ways to do it, just while also preserving you because it's new and it's going to be new for a while. But those are nice ease me in kind of ways. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Make sure you send me that blog post so I can link it on the So I can link it on my blog post. Yeah. So tell us how to follow you on Instagram and also tell us your website. Yeah, sure. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica in the kitchen. And my website is Jessica in the kitchen.com. This was a pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having Uh me as a guest. (laughs) Listen, you were on my list. I got to tell you this. You were on my list of people that I was like, I want Jessica to be on here. I actually said this in a podcast episode before. I was like, I have a list of people that I want on this show, but I don't know if they won't come on here. So you are definitely one of those people. (laughs) It's so (laughs) funny when you, and it's so funny when you asked me, I was like, oh, you finally asked me. (laughs) So You know what? I keep getting that direction too. People are like, damn. Finally, wait, wait. You finally asked me. And I'm like scared to ask all of y'all are all for it. So I really, really <laughs> appreciate you coming on here. And I would love to connect with you in the future, hopefully one of these days in person. That would be Yeah, really yeah, that'd be amazing. And thank you for having me as a guest. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. 
have a great day and I will talk to you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.